you're like so gay. Three, two, one. Why do you never do it? Oh, you like do it. You snap after I do it every time. I do it the same time as you. There's just a tiny bit of a delay. When I it it it, it looks like it's always like a second and a half after I do it. Okay, well I do it the same as soon I watch you I do it. Hate recording on Zoom. <laughs> no, now that we're trying to concisify yeah. down our episodes. <laughs> concisify. Hey, all you sexual deviants. <laughs> and sexual deviant wannabes, what is going on? What's up? I hope you're excited for just us. It's just TM. you and me moving. Oh, sorry. Forgot who sang that song. We're not going to we're not going to do that on this pod. Can't believe. I can't believe you've done this. I know. Ooh, that was embarrassing. Please don't cancel oh me. Oh gosh. Welcome to Queering the Air, a weekly <laughs> podcast where we talk about some gay shit. Yeah, my name is Matt. What's yours? My name's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25. Uh, I live in LA and I work in entertainment. What about you, sir? Um, well, Hunty. like I said, my, my name is Matt. I'm 26. I currently am in the the suburbs of New York. I'm a cis gay man and I am in law school. Partay. I don't know. Week. Yeah. I don't know how another much of a party is, but yeah. But yes, another week of year. You are right. We made it through see, uh, month one of season two. Yeah. Oh my god. Crazy that February is going to be February's over when this episode goes live. Yeah. Shit. Oh, fun coincidence. I guess I don't know when this episode drops is going to be my three my uh, what do you call that my three month prep checkup. So <laughs> good girl. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of your health. Yes. When you're listening to this, just think of me getting blood drawn. Or if you don't like needles or blood, don't. Wow. Speaking of getting tested, I got COVID tested again today, but it was the first rapid test I've ever gotten in my entire life. Um, this oh. was probably my like my 108th test since COVID has started. Um, wow. That's not an exaggeration. I'm tested so many times a week for work, but I got tested again today and it was the brain swab, which I hadn't had. I've only had done once to me. I've been tested twice and both times it was a brain swab. Really? Yeah. Well, for everyone listening, if you ever have to get a brain swab again, ask the nurse to be very gentle and slow and breathe in through your nose when they put it in. And it makes it so much easier. She like, gave, she like walked me through it and it was like so much easier this time because last time i literally got jabbed in the eyeball like i felt her hit my eyeball and it hurt so i hate that yeah it wasn't great yeah yes but i was negative (laughs) wow i never i never had an issue with it going in it was once it was already in that the pain started oh yeah could you imagine if she tried to pull it out and she was like oh my god i can't get it out and you're like uh okay (laughs) okay well i'm gonna need you to get it out uh you're like i'm already at the hospital yeah god (laughs) as always thank you to our patrons who sponsor this podcast uh we'd like to thank mara I'm still, I'm going to, Mara, Mara, I'm going to doubt myself every time I fucking do this. <laughs> We'd like to thank Mara and Brett, as well as everybody who's listening. Mm-hmm. 
big thank you, you for streaming for listening um it means yes. the world it really, it really does. does you're making our little gay dreams come true um also i wanted to shout out og brunch squad where uh they reviewed us on apple Podcasts on november 11th 2020 and said this is the best podcast um yeah i don't know who you actually are but i think that we should also start reading apple reviews every month to push people to go write an apple review it literally takes five seconds thank you wow we can all use some positive fucking re-encouragement yes right now i don't know you're doing a great job okay everybody listening to this yes you are and i was talking to one of our past podcast guests about this today um miss ariana ortiz and we were both saying how like we need to just be like stoked and happy about the things that are like not considered like high level success but are like a big deal for us like Neither of us have straight A's in law school and like that's totally fine. And we're like, we need, we need to be okay with that and be proud of that and not be like quiet about not Absolutely. having the best grades, you know, celebrate our own personal successes. Yeah, exactly. And not like get bogged down thinking that we like shouldn't talk about those things. I don't know. I feel like this could be getting into like a whole big conversation, but like in this, Let's have especially it. Especially with like the way that social media goes these days, it it feels like the constant people, comparison. Constant comparison, but it's like only ever wanting to talk about like the best parts of yourself and like your biggest successes mm. when it's like wicked important to tell people that like or be proud of like, yeah, I have a fucking like B average, even though the curve is a B plus or like the median is a B plus, or to say like, yeah, I have a B plus average, I've never gotten an A, and that's like whatever there's you know there it's there's tons of us out there and like absolutely and we're not all gonna be absolutely exceptional at everything yeah seriously like Like, every everything is a bell curve yeah literally plus it's like cool you might have an a average in law school and like whatever but i can kill an interview way better than you can like you can you will go and talk to like a a partner at a law firm and that you will have nothing to say and you'll be fucking cardboard and me with my i'm not gonna tell you my average but it's below average uh (laughs) (laughs) but he's so Um, charismatic i'm so charismatic thank you and we're gonna make it to the same interview because i know i did Anyway, (laughs) that's a subtweet girl i'm not even like referencing anybody that's a well, tweet, girl. I guess I am yeah. thinking of some people, but they, they don't they don't listen to this, so that you know of. Have you had anybody that you've like that's been like absolutely out of left field where they've been like, I listen to the podcast and then you're like, wait, whoa, 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 what you do? Um, at the very beginning, yeah. I think so. There were some people that um that posted about us when we got started that I like hadn't talked to in a long time. And I was like very, um, what's the word I'm trying to, I'm thinking flattered, but that's not the word. I was very touched by them. Like, yeah, yeah. Warm touched by them posting about it. Um, yeah, I feel that Mm -hmm. that's something that I've been trying to be more. I mean, I think I'm seeing a lot of it now on my own feed, but it's like, I know Gretchen posted about this the other day and she was like, 
you know, celebrating other people's successes like doesn't dampen your own. Like supporting your friends mm-hmm. and stuff doesn't doesn't make your I don't know. Like you you should support the people around you, I guess, because it's not going to take away from your own success. And then also, I mean, tangentially, um, I was listening to I mean Alicia's podcast, and Alicia was saying that like she feels as if she is kind of like a a silent. Um, cheerleader and she's trying to be better about that and I think I do that too like Mm -hmm. I see things but instead of like actively commenting or sharing stuff I just like see it and internally celebrate it and I'm like no I should be more like vocally supportive of my friends work and stuff yeah I definitely agree I think I I tend to do that too yeah so thanks for that thanks for the reminder I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that there's it, it reminds me of like I know I was much more intentional about this, like the beginning of law school, which didn't really make a lot of sense, but like, and like, bef- like the year before it started, um, kind of mm-hmm. like that in between, between college and law school, like just being like very upfront and just like telling my friends like that I really appreciate them or that like, I'm really happy that we're friends, stuff like that. Um, it was always mm-hmm. met well and I've always felt really nice, really happy about doing that i haven't done that in a long time actually so i'm gonna start doing that again aaron i'm really happy that we're friends i really yeah, enjoy your being your you friend love them. yeah i good. really enjoy being your friend good i enjoy being your friend too You're <laughs> what if i was like <laughs> what if i was like i enjoy having you as my friend <laughs> i'd kill you i'm just kidding <laughs> I, would, I would fly to la <laughs> i do think i think i'd I'd, give you a brain swab all night i think i think i'd <laughs> Is that what they're calling it nowadays? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> um, I think I'm decent about telling my friends that I care about them. Although the word love still freaks me out. Like I, I took me, it takes, it took me and takes me forever to like casually be like love you to my friends. It's mm-hmm. just like it doesn't. It's not something. I don't know. And I think that that's so interesting. Where some people like throw it around all the time, and then other people are like, no, I will never like express affection towards you. And I'm like, hmm. yeah. I've gotten that I actually totally feel the same way about the word love like I've I I think it's as I've gotten older I've been less um I've been more careful carefree. with it yeah um less carefree yes less carefree I wish that we had like because I think in like in like the romance languages I don't know about all of them but I think in Spanish and Italian they have like two different versions of I love you they have like a in Italian they have like a uh, like a, an I love you for like your partner and I think you can use it for like children family. And, yeah. yeah I guess and then they have like extended family and friends I love you which is technically like, like sending I wish love you, yeah it's like I wish you like I wish you well is like what mm-hmm. it translates to but I don't think it like gets the message across as well but I wish we had that yeah. well we have a lot of missing words that's like one thing that I love, love, love is finding those words that don't exist in English that exist in other languages. And they're like, yeah, you just don't get it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I did. Mm. I wish we had those. Can you, I love that too, but I can never, like whenever someone asks me about them, I can never think of any examples. <laughs> Do you I can't, I mean, examples? I can't think of them off the top of my head because yeah, they're not in English. So I don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just like rejects them. <laughs> yes, that too. But 
So for music of the week this week, which we forgot to do when we recorded, Matt's song of the week is Only Want to Be With You, the Post Malone cover, which just recently came out. And my song of the week this week is Love I'm Given by Ellie Goulding. It is a bop. I have been listening to it on repeat. As always, if you're looking for some new music, we have our Queering the Air playlist where we put our songs of the week every week. And then we also have our collaborative playlist on Spotify where everybody who's listening can add their own music that they're listening to and share with the Queering the Air fam. Uh, both of those will be linked in the like link tree that's in our Instagram and in the episode. Um, yeah, also... We don't have a guest this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> so get over it. Surprise, it's just us. Maybe I should have said that at the end and should have just like let this drag on forever and then everyone would have been like, damn, this is a short fucking interview. Like they won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then we would have been like, surprise. I mean, you can always just edit this out. <laughs> it's just us. You're right. I do have the power to do that. I'm so powerful. <laughs> oh my God. I'm our omnipotent editor, producer. <laughs> omnipotent. I used to call it omnipotent. I that's how I say it in my head. To be honest, like whenever <laughs> I read it, I never read it as omnipotent because I it always takes me like halfway through the word to realize what word I'm reading. It's really it's like that word only for some um, reason. Potent. And I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't come across it that often, but I have noticed that like every time. Well, I, I feel do, like it's because like, there's such a there's such a break in like omni and potent because our brain knows yeah. the word potent, so you read it as like omni, and then you I don't know, but it's like. Mm. What's the other one? That religion, pro Protestant. I will never forget someone in like eighth grade read it as Protestant in the in a textbook, and someone was like Protestant, you idiot! And I was like, oh, I would have read that wrong too. Like I was like, ah, my bad. <laughs> oh my god, that's so mean. <laughs> yeah, someone was like really batchy about it, and I was like, ooh, glad I wasn't fucking reading the textbook right then. I wish you had been, and then they said that, and you were just like. I'm fucking Jewish. Read one line from the Torah, bitch. Literally. Do you even know what language we speak? They would have been like, uh, Jewish is... Israeli. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, in the spirit of some of the episodes that we've got coming up, Aaron and I figured that we were talk a little bit about our experience as homosexual athletes. And just as athletes. Well, I am defined by my sexuality, so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Haven't you talk- heard um, yeah. all of Gen Z is defined by their sexuality? Or oh, whatever. my God, I know. I've been loving. Well, I don't know if loving is the right word. Wow. I'm I've been um, caring so much about. <laughs> I've been wishing well. Uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying seeing a lot of people shutting down people who are sharing that data that says that like there's more lgbtq plus all of a sudden people are turning gay yeah and it's like wow if only there was some explanation like some instance or disease that wiped out an entire generation before this hmm everyone be like oh yeah my bad well i feel like the news articles are talking more about just the fact that people are talking about it like i when i'm reading about them i'm not even really thinking about the aids crisis and like all the people who died i'm just thinking about all the people who are still alive who have been like suppressing their shit because they were like this isn't allowed yeah i mean i think yes but i also think like how much sooner would this have happened you know if we hadn't lost 
Probably. Millions of people. I don't know. Because I do think that probably social media had a lot to do with that. With like the more, the more widespread acceptance of it. So I don't, we'll never know, I guess. I will but. say though, I really think that like the boy bands and girl, boy group, is it, do we always say boy bands and girl groups? I never thought about that. Anyway, the like pop <laughs> groups um, of the like late 90s, early 2000s, I bet would have been in a world where we hadn't lost all those queer people, I bet they would have been a little bit gay, queerer. No way. There's no way that the music industry would have ever let that happen. I'm going to just say it. You're wrong. <laughs> I I will disagree because I don't think that, I think they would have been like, especially, I mean, we still see it now. They're like, oh, if you come out, you won't sell records. So I don't think yeah, that they would have. Yeah, but I would've think would've it would have happened. I think I think if there were still as many people as there were and there hadn't been such a negative connotation towards queer people because of the AIDS crisis, I think progress would have happened Mm. earlier. Oh, I see. I see. I see. You're thinking more about the narrative surrounding. Gotcha. My brain was more just thinking about the sheer deficit of queer people not not so much like the narrative surrounding it got it it's been a long week everybody my brain is i understand yeah i don't know i think yeah i gotta i gotta think through that one a little bit more and maybe uh can come to a better explanation of what i'm trying to say but and if anyone listening thinks that they can explain it better than we can dm us and you can come on the podcast and we can talk about it join the join the convo you probably you probably fucking can't explain it better than us absolutely or even if you just think you have an opinion and you're like, you're missing this, just fucking send yeah. it to us. Um, anyway, how did we get into this? Okay, let's talk um, about sports. <laughs> no. yeah. If you're new here, Matt and I met in college. We both went to Tufts University. He graduated 2017, I graduated 2018, and we were both on the diving team. Springboard diving, not scuba diving. Yeah, it was a good do time. People, it was a fun do time. Do people ever think that you mean scuba diving when you say diving? Mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. a lot of people be like, when I'd be like, oh yeah, like I'm on the diving team. They'd be like, oh my God, but don't you live in Boston? Where do you guys like go? It's like, oh, we, we dive at MIT. And they're like, what? In a pool? Don't you want to see like fish and stuff? And I'm like, that's oh my God. like, like the Olympics, just not as good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're always like, oh, that diving, right? I was thinking of like scuba diving. I was like, why would I be on a scuba diving team in college? When has that ever made sense? Unless you go Unless to like, you go to like Hawaii. Hawaii. Jinx! Weird. <laughs> Crazy. Um, um. <laughs> But yeah. di- was diving your first uh, first sport experience, first sport love? Um, it was the first one that I took. Well, no, I guess I did swimming first. I The way I got into it was I did gymnastics when I was like three and I like loved it. But I mean, I had the experience that I feel like most children have where they do kind of every sport under the sun. Like I loved soccer and I loved tennis. And then, you know, as I got older, I came to terms with the fact that I sucked. Um <laughs> And <laughs> even though I was in Cooperstown, New York, which is tiny, and I could have probably been a fucking starter on the varsity teams, uh, I, I was a starter on the varsity team my senior year for football. LOL. Um, <laughs> I, love I love that uh, fact. <laughs> yeah. I started swimming. So I did gymnastics starting when I was three, and then I did swimming starting in 
fifth grade or sixth grade when I was like 10. Um, and then starting in seventh grade, but not really, I started diving because one of my friends, Catherine, went to diving camp at the college near me. And she was like, oh, my God, you should come. It's so fun. And I was like, OK, because I liked swimming and I liked gymnastics. And I was like, why not combine them? And then I started diving. And then I started like actually diving probably in ninth grade. And then I got good at, good at diving probably my senior year of college. <laughs> What about you, Matt? Uh, that's sooner than me. I, I got good at diving freshman year of college. <laughs> Wait, did you say no, freshman no, no, senior? No, no, no. I said senior year of college. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was thinking high school. Sorry. Um, no. I, so, I mean, so I guess I was, you, I, I was good enough to go D3 and like be fine at D3. But Yeah, you were, I think, we always think that we're worse than we were. True. Um, but I also oh, I had to did live in your fucking swimming. shadow, bitch. I'm sorry. You can't. Hey, I was already there. You. <laughs> um, <sighs> I also was doing gymnastics from a young age, but I stuck with it up and through eighth grade. Um, I loved gymnastics so much. I always after you know like a couple like a year or two after quitting, I and to this day will have always said that quitting gymnastics was you know one of the biggest mistakes of my life, but mm. um. It was really a really um, horrible social experience. Um, you know, I loved, really? yeah, I loved doing gymnastics itself. It made me really happy. But the people on the team were like the biggest bullies that I encountered. Oh my God. Ever. Was it actually like stick it? Um, n- not really. I mean, that <laughs> I couldn't really compare the two just because it's kind of like it's like middle school bullies versus like Hollywood mean girl oh. bullies, you know? Gotcha. Um, but like, think of a mean name to call a middle schooler, and I was called it. Um, by people doing gymnastics with you, or no? Yeah, by like oh, the other okay. kids on the team. Um, and the I don't know, it just wasn't a very um, po- it wasn't a really positive environment, especially for like a little queer kid. Um, I think a lot of the the boys around on the team were probably met with a lot of I don't want to say necessarily bullying, but like name like jokes and stuff outside of gymnastics about like you know being called gay or like being called like a fag or whatever for doing gymnastics because you know for some reason people think like kids think that it's like a, a weird gay sport a, a like feminine like, sport yeah which is ironic because it's like literally the hardest sport literally in existence like yeah sure football's hard because it's like oh i bash my head into things but like you think any i don't want to say any football player but like girl that shit is hard yeah it's hard as fuck um and so it it, uh, it really unfortunately kind of ruined the sport for me um hmm. So, um, so I quit gymnastics, um, in eighth grade, I had started diving in the summer for fun, like the year before that, I think in like seventh grade, maybe, oh no, actually I started doing diving in the summer way before that. Now that I think about it, um, I think like th- summer of like third grade, actually, I would do like a month in the summer. So it was never anything serious. Um, and I never dove year round mm-hmm. until I got to high school. Um, and then I would dive in the summer and then I dive in the winter for the, for my school team. 
um Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) it's just like so bad but um I didn't anticipate like I wasn't as good like I was like very like not great coming out of high school um and I pretty much just used it to like get into a better school than I would have without it he also got recruited to Tufts and Columbia like you were good I was like fine but no, I, I was like fine. I don't. I only did uh, one meter. Um, and for that's not listening. that uncommon, though. Yeah, it's not that uncommon. But like compared to like, there were a couple other guys on my recruiting trip at Columbia, and like they were so much better than I was. <laughs> for um, everyone listening, one meter is the regular sized board that most of you have probably gone off of if you've gone to any like recreational pool. It's like three feet off the ground, and then in college, if you go anywhere. D1 or D3. Well, I don't know if you go D1 if you compete springboard necessarily. You do. You do. Um, and platform? I mean, at like the highest level, some of them will like specialize, but I think for the most part, they all dive. They all do all of it. Well, in D3, we didn't have to do platform. Thank fucking God, because there's no, <laughs> yeah, really. there's no fucking way I would have, you could have gotten me to go head first off of a 10 meter platform. No. Um, but we did have to learn and compete three meter diving once we got to college, which yeah, is like, which it's 10, like 10 feet. feet. In the air. Yeah. It's the springboard that you see the Olympians doing. They only do three meter, which doesn't look that tall when you're on the ground. And then the first time you get up there, you're like, wait, holy fuck. This shit is so <laughs> high. What is going on? Uh-huh. And yeah. it fucking hurts from up there. Like roll bad. <laughs> if you, I mean, I've up. been just as injured on one meter. <laughs> I mean, it's hurt on one meter, but it has, it, it has hurt on three meter well you were also doing like quadruple yeah twisting three and a quarter geriatric i mean twisters. i was only i wasn't ever really doing anything that was like that much more than you to be honest yeah i guess you just, it just always so. felt like you were <laughs> um i don't know yeah but yeah that should hurt yeah that shit hurt it um but yeah so that's uh, so i like wanted to just get into a really good school and then i was like whatever i'll like just quit if i don't like it who cares um and then i was like 20 minutes into my toughest experience and like one practice later i was like i don't know why i'd ever quit this team is amazing it's a whole different story when you're like and I, i like liked my high school team it was fun but we were like never anything serious i had no perspective with the sport and then when i got to college i was like oh this is like actually really cool and there's like so much more i can do with it than i ever realized yeah did you have good coaching when you were in high school or not really yes i it was honestly the best coaching experience that i ever had not necessarily from a technical standpoint although she was a very good technical coach um it was it was like more of a relationship than just like student coach you know she was a teacher as well so i knew her outside of the the pool but she, we just like had a a friend like that kind of like <laughs> she was basically like my high school english teacher that stereotype with gays where like they all were like very had a good relationship with their high school english teacher and i don't know where that stereotype came from but like that's kind of what this was you know i actually texted her a couple months ago i was like hey i hope you're doing well um we chatted for a bit but um that was the first time i ever had like a a coach relationship with someone who i like knew knew me and could like coach me based on the way based on 
like my personality and like she knew how to approach coaching me in a way that was personal um and that was like game changing also she was like very had my back big time when I came out not that I like needed someone to like big time back me up and fight for me but she was always very vocally supportive I'd like to shout out Michelle (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Higgins yeah I feel like she was like the best coach I had. That hey, except maybe you. Hey, I don't take that person. I would. I would honestly <laughs> have never thought of myself as like your coach, but. Um, well, after Matt graduated, we couldn't fucking get rid of him. He literally would not leave us alone, and he just started coming to practices again and started coaching. Oh my god! Us. <laughs> Actually, in reality, if this were a movie, it would it would cut to a flashback of me like on the phone, being like, "You have to come, like please, like, we need you. I can't be a senior on this team alone because I was the only old one." Yeah crazy there was a big divide and then after i graduated well i guess it wasn't that big of a divide i had tasia um Mm -hmm. who's a sophomore whose mom was on an earlier episode of the pod and so was tasia yeah but the diving fam well the tough i feel like the tough swim team just like runs deep like we we're still really tight all of us yeah for sure we all drank the (laughs) kool-aid actually rainbow kool-aid shoved in our mouths they were like drink the kool-aid and you were like fine did you ever deal with any like homophobia when you were a kid in sport even though like you weren't out or anything just like um homophobia i mean people always made jokes about it because like of course everyone was like oh divers they're gay but like no one really had i mean i don't know once i got to high school i mean i broke i broke the diving record my freshman year of high school and like i was not good but i was like the best diver that the the town for Mm -hmm. men the best men's diver that the town had ever seen um so I mean, no one really had anything to say until I started wearing a Speedo and then people were like, oh my God, like you're wearing a Speedo, like that's kind of gay. But then most of them who were like, blah, 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 started wearing Speedos because they were like, wait, you can actually like swim fast and you like, it's kind of fine. Like once you get over (laughs) the hump of like putting on a Speedo for the first time, you're like, oh wait, I can't, why would I ever wear a fucking jammer? I look like a loser. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then like fast forward to college when we like, I like literally spent, probably 50 percent of my time in a speedo like yeah <laughs> talking about training trip i mean that was insane we, we would spend like yeah. days on end wearing yeah. nothing but either like a speedo and a tank top or oh my god it was just fast. a speedo yeah yeah what about and, you did uh, you deal with homophobia and like when you were like pre-college um not in high school really people were i mean i it wasn't really like a like I don't know gay jokes weren't really like as much of a thing when I was in high school. Um, I think less of a because people. What? I think it's like less of because people knew that it wasn't like right to do that, and they were like, "I would never like make fun of gay people," but more of a like the, the school and the like general 
like message was like it that's not accepted. it's not accepted here and it's like not okay if you do that so i think there are plenty of people who still felt that way um i mean i definitely did get called a fag in high school a couple times but like um i got called a fag for rolling my jeans up once like for cuffing my jeans i was like oh i didn't know that was gay yeah so i mean it's the dumbest <laughs> shit ever yeah but like for the most part like no one really kind of associated diving with gay which was nice i think it also helped that we were like off campus practice mm-hmm. and like no one ever came to our meets so like no one ever saw pictures or videos or anything like that and it was like right before like snapchat and like instagram gotcha became like a thing um so i just don't Crazy. think people like had exposure to us um, yeah a little separation yeah i feel and that i guess if, that's true yeah, and i i guess if they did it was kind of like people were more like impressed than anything yeah. i feel yeah definitely yeah, that's the thing too, is it's like, I've never really been on like a bad swim team. <laughs> like when I was in high school, <laughs> our swim team was like very good for upstate New York, but we were like, mm-hmm. we like won conference championships, I think. I actually Whoa. don't even remember, but I won championships. And then, hey. um, yeah. And then I went to Tufts and we like fucking slayed. So it's like, I don't, I mean, I think people were like, oh, I have to respect them because they're doing well. They were like, even if I don't necessarily like, even if I think that it's kind of dumb, like they clearly are like at the top level of their sport. So I, I don't mm. know. I think that we like earned the respect with like all of the fucking work that we put in. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'd like to think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely got it in like, like I said before, like in gymnastics a lot, yeah. um, which was really a bummer and I hope that it's less of a thing now, but um, it's Probably interesting not. though. Would you, <laughs> Yeah, said, it's not. interesting well, though maybe. because um, I feel like it's these sports that people associate with like gay people a lot, like swimming, gymnastics, whatever, uh, diving mm-hmm. that can be kind of like the most homophobic in a way. Like it becomes like a defense to the point of like looking down upon those things. I I don't know so much about um gymnastics just because i got out of that at a young age i mean although i can speak from personal experience that it was like really (laughs) really homophobic but um like i've heard like i know like a lot of teams that we encountered in college i don't want to be any more specific than that (laughs) i've heard from people there that like you know it's a really like not well or it has been a not welcoming environment and i think to gay people and i think that probably comes from like people making fun of them for being in speedos all the time or whatever. And I actually wonder because I mean, we experienced it while we were in college, not from our own school, but like from other schools, like I can think of very clear points, you know, at championships and at other things where like Mm -hmm. people on other teams were making homophobic remarks and things like that. But I almost wonder if that says more about like the type of person that's going to that school almost you know like staying in that rural area and like staying with like the small student body population um which i mean i mean i don't never i don't actually think that there's probably a correlation there because like some of these schools are still fucking brilliant so i don't know yeah i uh but, i don't know either but i do i do think a lot of it has to do with like team culture and the yeah and that's kind of the biggest thing that was so drawing and or appealing about Tufts was that like that the culture was 
like aggressive intentional acceptance um yeah towards queer people totally at least towards gay men um and so i think that like built that that like builds upon itself whereas if that like never was the case elsewhere it starts at the top that's what they all say in la i will actually before if we before we go on anything i do think it is probably important to like iterate to people that like diving is not uh, a gay sport per se like there do happen to be like a good amount of gay guys that do dive but i don't think it is anything more than normal in most sports i just think they're it's a, I, I thought about this a lot actually and it's i think the fact that it is such a highly individualized uh, sport allows for you to it fosters your individuality a little bit more even we talked about other this sports. did we yeah because oh. I, I a little bit because I was I think I was saying I can't remember if we talked about this in an interview with someone else but we definitely talked about this at one point because we had a conversation about how queer people generally are drawn more to individual sports versus team sports, which I find fascinating. Um, And I do wonder if that has to do with like kind of having to shelter a lot of ourselves when we were younger and like withdraw from society a little bit. Um, And also I think just because we all find greater success for the most part in individual sports versus in team sports. Yeah. I know oh you know what we do talk about this but i think it's with um with colin colin yeah so i guess i won't go into i think we do do we i I can't remember if we asked him about it you'll you'll all have to tune in and find out yeah um but i know like (laughs) for me personally i can like think very clearly of like when i was playing soccer like uh, when i was on the soccer team the year before i came out that i what I felt very um, out of place and like it wasn't mm. like I was like the only one who was different from like the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I didn't really belong on the team so much. I even though I was like, like a very that. average player. I felt like that too with team sports. And I really actually, this was something that I did want to talk about that I almost forgot to talk about, but I, joining the football team my senior year of high school was like a very, very weird experience from that regard because it's like Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by a lot of the people who had kind of labeled me as other for my entire high school career. And once I, I mean, I never really felt in place obviously in the football team, but also I never really like took it that seriously. Like I, I had a bet with my best friend in high school, not a bet, but like a deal. I was like, if I do football, you'll do diving because he was a dancer. So I was like, he'll be, re- he did football and dancing, literally Troy Bolton. But I was like, you'd be an amazing diver. <laughs> like he was like a professional dancer. So I was like, you would be such a good diver. Like come join the diving team. It'll be fun. And so I was like, fine, I'll do football. If you come dive, he fucking ro- tore his rotator cuff halfway through the football season. So he didn't get to like come uh. dive. So I was like, fuck you. I was like, I got the shit end of this deal. Um, But it was interesting because it's like once I 
joined the team, people who had kind of bullied me my entire life were actually really nice to me, but I still felt like I was very, very, very out of place. And it was definitely like an internal thing where I was like, I shouldn't be here. And like, I was always really uncomfortable being in the locker room with everybody, but not because of anything that any, like I was never like outwardly bullied by anybody on this team, but it was still just like an internal thing of like, you you shouldn't be here. Like this isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't like a, a great space for you, which was weird. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that a little bit too, maybe not to the same degree because I wasn't trying something brand new for the first time senior year. That was like as macho <laughs> as football. Yeah. Um, and I mean, being in upstate New York on the football team, like I said in my interview with Matt and Remy, like I grew up in a, in a town with Confederate flags. So like mm-hmm. the people on the football team were not the type of people that I was like normally friends with is how I will put it. Like they were all really nice people. And that's a, like everyone at Cooper Sound was actually really nice in the end. And like, as we get older, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're all fine. But I don't know. (laughs) I didn't really know where I was going with that. I almost reminded you earlier, but then I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I even kind of felt a little bit of that imposter syndrome, not from like a a queer perspective, but just like a general perspective, even at Tufts. Would you call that imposter syndrome? I guess of like feeling like you're not in the right space. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt, yeah, it, it was a weird type of imposter syndrome. It, it it didn't, it wasn't that like, oh, I'm not like good enough to be on this team, but it yeah. was like a, I have no way of like, compa- like there are so few of us divers, you know, there was me, I was the only boy in my grade on the dive team. Aaron was the only other boy on the dive team for all intents and purposes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah, he was like the most consistent person that was on the team and like involved in team culture like the whole way through, you know, there were some others who like came and went, but to for us to kind of be like the only two on a team of, you know, upwards of 50 guys, it was very easy to feel like, you know, a lot of team conversations had nothing to do with us, for example, and Well, that also has to do a lot with like the weird dynamic of swimming and diving where it's Mm -hmm. like, technically we are different sports completely, but we're on the same team. But like, we were only allowed to do two events with diving, whereas the swimmers could do three plus a relay or two and right. Like, or I don't even fucking remember at this point. And it's like some schools didn't even have diving because they thought that it was like irrelevant and they would do better without it. And if they just focused on swimming Mm -hmm. and like some teams, they like didn't give a fuck about their divers and they were like, you're not part of our team, which was weird. Well, so that's like kind of where it came from where it was like, how, like, I don't, we're like these just like two little additions to this like huge team where like, we still like kicked ass and like the two of us were like some of the highest scoring (laughs) people at championship meets yet there was no way to like compare ourselves to the rest of the team. So in terms of like skill level or contribution. So there was a long time before it took a while before I was like, you know what? Like like authority. Cause you were a captain your senior year. Yeah. And so I think it, it probably was that, my senior year when I was like, you know, I am just as much a part of this team as everybody else. 
and my like my contributions aren't lessened just because I'm a diver and not a swimmer. Yeah. Also, I do want to highlight for everybody listening who was on the tough swim team, like the, our swim team was fantastic. Like our swimmers were super oh, yeah. supportive and like, I don't, I mean, it was super isolating and like, it was, it was hard. It was like during championships, for example, we would compete in the middle of the day while everyone else would go and like nap at the fucking hotel. And it's like very few people, oftentimes coaches included would stay to watch us and they would come in and be like, Oh, how'd you do? And it's like, okay, thanks. I've been been training my entire fucking year for this and you can't even stay to like watch and see how we dive because you want to go drink a Gatorade and like put your feet up. Like I get that you've had or a long like day the too, very, but yeah. Or like at the very least, like you can follow, like, like we've told you how to follow things online. Like you can just check yeah. it out. But I, I do want to say like, I totally agree with you. Like the te- I don't think there was anything that the swimmers could have done differently to like make us feel like part of the team. I think yeah. I sympathize with them a little of, bit more. It's the setup yeah. of like the whole situation. Truly. Totally. Totally. Um, although I, and I will say like come the last day of meets, if someone like was done competing, like those people would stick around sometimes, which I always appreciated. And the people who would come and go to the meet who were not competing would oftentimes stay to watch, which was always amazing as well. And I know like, also it's like truly like it meant, I think it meant more to my mom and my dad than it meant to me. Like my parents, like all, all of the parents were always like, and even parents from other teams would always come up to us and be like, it's so incredible how much your, like mm-hmm. your swimmers support you guys. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Them and the, the other and the divers, other divers too. They were so They jealous. were like so gagged that like the swimmers even like fucking talk to us. Yeah. So. <laughs> so tough. So, we, so even for everybody listening to this who doesn't dive and doesn't give a shit about and like you're not doing sports just support your friends i guess we're circling back yeah, to that wow. Memo. <laughs> <laughs> wow be vocal yeah. for your fucking friends and teammates and mm-hmm. the people around you and also people that you don't fucking it. care about just hand out compliments like this year like everybody's life sucks right now <laughs> be nice it's very true um, I don't. I wasn't necessarily expecting us to like circle around to everybody's life me, fucking sucks right now <laughs> <laughs> true should we end on that no, I have a question, no. and I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking of like because oh I do watch a lot of professional sports. I really enjoy watching sports, I um, don't. and as a fan, I really appreciate the allyship in players. I re- like the really blatant, blunt like things that teams will do for like you know having a pride night or like putting out mm. a video where they have players being like you know we support you. Yeah. Like Absolutely. we want on our gay fans as an athlete in your experience. And as a gay athlete, did you ever have any moments where you were like, Oh, like my teammates like support me. I mean, it's kind of tough coming in from a situation like ours where like half of our teammates were gay, but like, yeah. did you ever feel like as a gay athlete that that was like really embraced or. Um, I mean, what's coming to mind is, I was always really, this is so funny. This is like still the harbors resentment in me. This is a tangent, but it's kind of related. When I was in high school, like I like won championships and went to the, went to the fucking state meet or whatever, mm-hmm. state qualifiers. And like literally got like a pat on the back from like the gym coach. And then when like 
the bas- the men's basketball team like made it to like the top four of like the conference championships they had like a parade and a send-off and like the entire town they like, came and there were like fire trucks and like and then there was like this girl lucy who i was really good friends with and she like she won states for high jump like she was the best in new york state for high school for high jump and she also like holy shit she's like co- she she's incredible but like when she won states i think she got like a cake in the gym like it was like there was like nothing but then it, it, the like inconsistencies between like which sports were celebrated were fascinating to me and it was really interesting to me that like team sports got a lot a lot of recognition and individual sports really did not um mm-hmm. but yeah. to your question no <laughs> i didn't really have any like instances that can't because like you said it's like our entire team was gay i mean i guess I guess like the intercollegiate athletic pride and like the fan, the fire events and things like that were nice. Um, Just like the community within all of the athletes at Tufts I liked. Um, But also looking back at it, I didn't, I mean, I don't think that it was like intentionally exclusive, but I think that it was intimidating for sure. So I feel bad for people who didn't have that. Um, What do you mean? I mean, like there was a, from my, where I, from my point of view, there was a pretty clear divide between like athletes and non-athletes at Tufts. Oh, um, oh, 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 that's what you're Specifically okay. like the fact that there was like a section of the cafeteria that the athletes sat in and people were like afraid to sit with us. Um, which I think again is almost like a self-selecting process because then anybody who did sit with us were like, oh wait, you're actually like really nice and normal. But I felt bad that there was like clickiness a little bit, but I yeah. guess that's college. <laughs> yeah but what about you <laughs> where's your brain going through all of this while yeah. i ramble um i it's you know as soon as i asked the question i was kind of realizing that you know that we may not have you know an, an answer of like you night. know oh like you know i came out and my you know there was a time where my teammates all said you know i i got your back you know but, but we it, were in that rare opportunity where it didn't need to happen. Like it was just yeah. like, it just was impl- like, it was just, it was, it was all. Yeah. Which was so nice. And I, I really hope that that spreads and can be in other places. I will say Absolutely. that I really did appreciate that, you know, well, I think for a number of reasons we did like, and probably just cause you know, it's so many people, I, you know, this swim team would often have like other teams that it knew really well and like just, you know, different sports teams were like friendly with each other and others like, not that they weren't friendly, but like, I don't think any of us were really friends with big people on like the lacrosse team or like the hockey team or the baseball team. I'm thinking like like the guys, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like guys to guys. Um, But I, there were, I did have some friends on, some like team sports um i'm thinking the soccer team specifically i had a bunch of friends on that team and even on those teams that like didn't have any gay guys or like openly gay guys on it it still was like totally like normal and fun to like be friends with them and there was never like those moments where they were like oh like you're gay like that's cool with me man it just was like yeah yeah that's so true i had i did have some of those moments but they were never with like other athletes well, and what th- this is this can be a whole another fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> but like oh god, straight men flattering themselves. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sorry, just to like finish my thought, it was, <laughs> I did, I did, um, feel really embraced by like the Tufts athletics community just from like athlete to athlete standpoint, you know, people on other teams really like wanted to know how I was, how my, like my friends at, at the very least, you know, were like stoked about how I did in sports and stuff. And it was nice to be embraced in my totality. I will say. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And well, I also think like a lot of people maybe in high school or whatnot, like, or even in college, like didn't like, they don't like certain sports because like, you know, that team was like bullied them or whatever. And it, I will say like the opposite happened to me, like, because I had so many like cool friends on the soccer team. Like I definitely maybe like want to go to their games more and like enjoy soccer and that's you know, so true. Any, like, bad experience never had any bad experiences with like lacrosse players or anything. And, you know, I really enjoy lacrosse. So. Hmm. Our subconscious is so interesting. I know the human psyche, man. Well, (laughs) the mind is an enigma. I think that this is a good spot to wrap up this week's episode because we've said it before and we'll say it again. We're trying to make our episode shorter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I hope you all enjoyed this episode of just Matt and I chatting. Yeah. And if you didn't, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> uh, but I think we're going to start doing these once a month, maybe twice a month. I don't know. Because it's our podcast and we do what we want. <laughs> and I burp in the microphone sometimes. Oh my God, he burps so much. I have. I don't think I've actually burped in a podcast episode yet because I've edited them out every single time. Because I listen to them in the recording and I'm like, I'm fucking disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I anticipate you're going to edit that one out too, but. I don't know. Maybe I should leave it. Maybe this is the time. If you enjoyed hearing about being a young athlete and coming into your queerness, then just get ready. Yeah. For next week. (laughs) Before (laughs) your wigs are snatched. (laughs) We have got um, the incredible icon team USA member, Chris Mosier. Yeah, Yeah, actually, this was such an incredible interview to do, and we're super, super excited to present it to you guys. Um, So just get ready. Yeah, so get excited for next week. And like, comment, and subscribe. Period. (laughs) Catch you next week, guys. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the Air Pod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.